You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands on the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I'm joined today by another Laurel, Laurel Orley, who is the co-founder and CEO of Daily Crunch Snacks. Uh, Laurel, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited for our Laurel Squared podcast today. (laughs) It's really messing with me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I feel like I'm like talking to myself a little bit. It's very strange. Um, But we are very, very like-minded in terms of, you know, being super mission-driven and uh, a women-run company. Share with our audience what uh, Daily Crunch is all about. Yeah. So uh, Daily Crunch is a sprouted superfood nut snack company. We launched uh, in March 2020, which is the best possible time (laughs) to launch. I'm being facetious. It was the worst. I actually just posted about this on my LinkedIn that we were rather gutted to launch during that time, but uh, we found some diamonds in the rough, which kept us along to where we are today. But my aunt Diane learned the sprouting process in the Southern banks of India over 18 years ago. And she would just gift them to friends and family. And for me, I'm not like an, I would never eat like almonds that were just plain on my own. I never really kind of, I'm not like a a health food junkie, but there's something about Diane's uh, sprouted almonds, cashews, walnuts that were just different. They were lighter, airier, crunchier. And I said, Diane, like, let's bring this to the mainstream market. And we launched two years ago and we focus on sprouted almonds, cashews, walnuts, and we're starting to focus out more into trail mixes. And it's such an interesting, um, I never even actually knew what a sprouted anything was other than that you were supposed to quote unquote sprout your uh, almonds before making almond milk, which just meant to soak them, I believe. Um, I am the kind of person that does a handful of nuts, you know, in between meetings because I'm rushing. Um, I oftentimes find them to be overly salted or um, not that exciting if they're, you know, not salted at all. I was very skeptical when you and I first met a couple of years ago. And then when you sent me the, the, the um, product, even my husband, who I say this a lot of times on the podcast, is so snobby when it comes to um, the products that he likes. He finished the entire bag. I remember going back to the um, cabinet looking for them. And I was like, what the heck? I know I just had these here yesterday and they were gone. And he had finished them. And I was frankly a little pissed because I love them so much. Um, the other thing that we did, and I had, hadn't shared this with you because we hadn't talked in a while, was I actually poured some of them into our typical almond jar. And so every now and then we would get a, it was like a little treasure hunt. You would get a sprouted one in between yeah. the other ones. And it was such a fun experience. But the truth is, it is such a unique um, flavor and it is such a unique texture. Share with us what sprouting is and does and why it produces such a unique product. Yes. And by the way, I love that story. I feel like our path <laughs> to purchase is really trial. Like people trying yes, the product absolutely. and be like, oh my gosh, and that's, I'm so happy right now that um, demos are opening back up and mm-hmm. sampling is opening back up. So um, we are now trying to put the gas in that pedal. But um, so we like to say that we are bringing innovation to a trusty but dusty category. 
um, the nut and the trail mix and the better for you and plant that's, those are huge categories, but there hasn't been a lot of innovation when it comes to nuts, especially the past decade. We like to say that, you know, we're the equivalent of kind of a bare apple chip. It's just a slice apple that went into a dehydrator yet it completely transformed the texture of the apple. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are to an almond. So, when you soak almonds in water, they start the germination process, making them much more, I'm going to get kind of scientific here, uh, bioavailable, nutrient dense, and easier to digest. And um, those are all great. So a lot of people who have, you know, can't eat nuts be- or eat nuts, but their stomachs are, kind of bother them a little bit, yeah, you know, with, with sprouted with the phytic acid sh- shedding off the almonds. You, you don't get that. But what really, what we say, what really differentiates us is kind of one step beyond that. So to sprout an almond, it only takes maybe eight to 10 hours in water. And we actually have a patent pending process where we soak the almonds in water for more than 24 hours. And when you do this, the almonds swell in size, creating this hollow center that then the almonds go into dehydrator where all that excess moisture is removed at super low temperatures, but that hollow center remains intact, giving it um, this crunch kind of like a chip that people aren't used to with an almond. It's really quite delicious. I didn't realize that with the um, hollow center, but now that you're saying it, that's exactly the experience. You really feel like you're having something that is a little bit more decadent because of that crunch factor. And I think appropriately, the name of the company, Daily Crunch Snacks, um, is just incredible. Um, the the process, so you, this was a historical process that your your family figured out. Um, it, where did it, where's the root from it? I'm just so curious. Of, of how, well, I mean, my Aunt Diane, you know, she learned the process in India and she wasn't really trying to make a business of it. She just mm-hmm. loved gifting she loves just like giving healthy, good food to her loved ones, her friends and family. So and it's an Indian just, cultural experience. That's that's where it comes from by, yes. by background. Any other countries that do it or is it just India? So so sprouted or the or in other countries they call it activated. So mm-hmm. if you go to Australia, there are a lot of activated um uh almonds and cashew companies. And same with uh, parts of Europe. So in London, there are quite a few activated nut snack companies out there. Um, We did some pre-research of what resonated more, uh, the word sprouted or activated in the U.S. And more people seem to resonate with the word sprouted. And I think sometimes... sound healthier. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I think sometimes as a brand, you have to forget that like, you aren't the end all be all and you really have to listen to your consumers and what they're saying. And they were saying to say sprouted and not activated on our packaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think in the U S we think activated, we think activated yeast. Um, yes. act- there's a, it, there's an almost a negative connotation with that or an uh, impurity yeah. almost. So I get that, but I love that you did your market research. Cause you know, our day job is the, that we're marketeers. And so it always makes me so happy when new brands are building and they're like, why don't we ask what our audience actually wants? instead of creating this from an egoic standpoint. I think it's just brilliant. I love to hear that. Um, I have heard that the peels or the um, externals on a lot of nuts actually can be poisonous. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Or they have like um, poisonous elements? So 
I I can tell you what my almond farmer said, and we're kind of in lockstep with our almond farm in California. Um, so they, the almond farm that we source our almonds from are the largest certified bee friendly farm in the world. And it's the, like the bees, the, <laughs> the actual creatures, they help repollinate the bees. And, um, they back in the t- early two thousands, um, almonds were not pasteurized in the U S and, there was a, a mold outbreak where quite a few people in the U.S. Mm. got sick. Mm-hmm. And the Almond Board of California got together, I think, in 2008 and said, for now on, all almonds that come out of the state of California either have to be steam pasteurized or fumigated. And um, I think it's called PPO, and that's chemically treated. Um So a lot of the organic almonds are steam pasteurized and some of the non-GMO are steam pasteurized. So we only do not uh, steam pasteurized almonds. We will never use fumigated almonds to, to pasteurize them. So I think that's, it sounds like what you're asking kind of derives from that conversation. Cause I have never heard, like, I, I think that's where that's coming from. It could have been an old wives tale that I heard, or maybe something that <laughs> someone in the anti-almond industry <laughs> put out there, who knows? Um, and since we're on the topic, I have just a, a hard question that I'm sure you get from yeah. time to time, which is, yeah. you know, growing almonds is a very expensive and very water forward um, growth process. How are you countering that? And how are you doing good things in the world to uh, to support your overall mission? Um. I'm so glad that you're asking these questions because this is this is what a lot of consumers want to know before they yeah. buy a product. So mm-hmm. um, we source our almonds from Treehouse Almonds, and they are not only one of the largest certified bee-friendly farms, but they also have a special water drip irrigation system where um, water is only used when it's actually needed. So... I, I've learned a lot about this and certain almond for, farms in California weren't necessarily supposed to, to be there in certain maybe desert areas, um, right. primarily maybe in the southern region. So our almond farm is more in the northern area where water isn't as needed in the, those land areas. Um, we actually did a blog that's on our website where we interviewed our farmer to talk about um, to talk about this and land conservation and about their bees and especially about the water because the truth is is that almonds do get a bad rap. The other truth is is that there when you look at there's a chart that's been surfacing around of like the amount of water that it takes for different products and it's no surprise that the first one that takes the most water is poultry. So when it comes to, you know, cows and all the, the, those absorb the most amount of water. And then I think it's like soybeans and it's all these other products and almonds aren't the most up there. That being said, they still um, use water. And that's also why we only wanted to work with this almond farm because they have a drip irrigation system to only use water if it's really necessary or needed. They also are solar power run. Um, but if you go on our blog, we go a lot deeper on this and we talk about the 
actual specific equipment they use that um, is very specialized in their field. And one of the first almond farms to actually be using this equipment to use less water. Thank you for addressing that. I think almonds do get a really bad rap. I'm still a really big fan of them, but you know, it's almonds today, it's coffee beans tomorrow, it's whatever the next day. There's always some villain in the food space, right? Um, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Mexi Craft Tequila Seltzer. It is a top shelf tequila seltzer made with craft tequila from Jalisco, Mexico, real juice and sparkling water. Each can contains a shot and a half of premium Blanco tequila, which y'all know is my favorite, and no more than three grams of sugar for those of you watching that. You can get it in Whole Foods in Southern California or order it online at MexiSeltzer.com. Follow them on IG at MexiSeltzer and use podcast 20 for 20% off your first order. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with Laurel Orly, the other Laurel, I should say, or the better Laurel, the the one that's building and bringing amazing products to the world. Uh, She is the co-founder and CEO of Daily Crunch, which is an amazing sprouted snacks company. Um, Before the break, we were chatting a bit about water usage in almonds, which I think is a really important conversation to address. And thank you for doing so. Make sure you go to their website, dailycrunchsnacks.com. As Laurel said, they have a blog that addresses uh, water usage issues, and it sounds like you're countering that beautifully. Um, I know that you've got some really exciting new product launches, flavors, and stores. Share with us a bit about that. Yeah. So um, for those of you who are in the industry, you know all about the fancy food show that was in New York City last month. We debuted our newest flavor, which is called Cinnamon Java. And you know, so much of being a CPG brand is also bringing innovation. So what's really innovative about this flavor profile is that we soak the almonds in organic coffee for 48 hours. And it, it's just something that, you know, our competitors can't do. Like a lot of these other almond companies that don't sprout or whatnot can't, you know, they don't do this process. So when you soak the almonds in coffee, it gives it this great flavor profile. But we're thinking, okay, we can't just have coffee-soaked almonds. We really need to bring this to life with a combination. So we added um, black currants, coconut strips, a pinch of sea salt and cinnamon. And it's just the trifecta. Um, We're really excited about this flavor. And we, earlier this year, we did launch our Nashville hot flavor, which just won the Good Housekeeping Best Snack Award last month. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's a big one. Um, And it sounds like the new flavor profile, which I will have to try. It sounds like dessert. I love that. It's great. I'm imagining it, I'm imagining it like broken up over like, um, over my Vanilla cereal in the cream. morning or ice cream or yeah, Yogurt, yeah. sounds delicious. It's, it's so good. Love it. And then uh, you've joined the Upcycled Association and recently launched an Air One. Um, how have those processes been? And share with us what the Upcycled Association is. I think that's really important. Yeah. So the Upcycled Association is um, fairly newish. They, um, they, they maybe started with some brands like Renewal Mill and, um, you know, for us, we're like, how can we get involved with upcycling? It's clearly something that's on trend, but it's also really important with where the food system is going, where consumers' heads are going, and also, you know, it, it helps with food waste. So upcycled is basically taking foods that would otherwise be wasted or thrown out and, 
we realize that based on the credentials for the upcycled association and what percentage of ingredients need to be upcycled in um, our products, we can actually make this a reality. So I, I believe as of right now, at least 10% of the ingredients in your products have to be upcycled. And we are looking to make some switches out to, to actually be upcycled certified for some of our flavors. So for example, our number one selling flavor is our cherry berry nut medley. That's um, sprouted cashews, walnuts, almonds with uh, dried cherries, dried blueberries. Well, we found a really great upcycled blueberry that would work really well with our um, this trail mix. So we are most likely going to swap that out, but do it as an exclusive with a retailer first. Um, it's really important that moisture doesn't transfer from the blueberries to the almonds because the almonds need to stay crunchy. Um, so if the almonds have too much moisture, we can't use them, but we're really excited to find out that these blueberries, um, had low moisture and wouldn't transfer to the almonds. Such details. It's wild. I didn't even think about, like you think about the process pre-packaged, but then like if they're sitting in a package with, yeah. uh, something that has a higher moisture, it's going to transfer. And that's, that just defeats the entire purpose and texture of what these, uh, nuts do. What a wild yeah. ride, Laurel. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. It is like, I had, Laurel, I had no idea. Laurel, 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 Laurel. I, Yanni, I just, I had a call with um the CEO of Lemon Perfect last month mm -hmm. and his name is Yanni. I'm like, hey, Laurel, it's Yanni, Yanni, Laurel. <laughs> oh my God. But um, so, and, and that's a thing in this CPG world, like so many of these incredible brands that are also started around the same time as us, like they've just been so helpful brands much bigger than us or smaller than us. Like it's just such a great community. Um, I totally forgot what I was talking about. Before. <laughs> we were just playing around. We were talking about the upcycle association, but share with us since you uh, just started shifting conversation into the startup land, you know, what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way? There's a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs listening in would love to hear some words of wisdom from you. Yeah. I mean, some of my um, words of wisdom like haven't changed since day one where it's just, just take it one step at a time. Like this is a journey and you have to have tough skin because you are going to get rejections and you are going to get consumers who aren't happy with certain things. And you have to really understand why. Um, my also motto is, so my motto is like two steps forward, one step back. That's so true in startup land. So true. Um, and then the squeaky wheel gets what they want. You know, you can't just send an email out and expect that you're going to get an immediate response. It doesn't work that way. Mm. So it sounds like putting one foot in front of the other, which I, I totally agree with, because the truth is not every day is going to be a bright, shiny, exciting day that you're like, you know, looking forward to. And especially in startup land, there's a lot of peaks and valleys, right? Um, I've been doing what I've been doing for, for almost 14 years now, and every day is a little different. So I love the putting one foot in front of the other uh, mentality, and then the squeaky wheel gets the oil also, I think, rings really true. And then it sounds like just follow up and follow through, which it's amazing that we still even have to say that. But I have been going to networking events again because the world is opening back up. And the lack of follow through from most people is wild. I also yeah. think that's what makes a great entrepreneur is that follow through. Yeah. 
hundred percent. It is freaking hard, but and you, you have to be really vested and really believe and love what you're doing because it's not, I thought, Oh, we're just going to launch and be in every whole foods by next month. Like I had no idea. And I think you also have to just like not take yourself too seriously and remember mm-hmm. it's, it's food. Like we're not, you know, in the operating room saving lives. And sometimes things are going to happen that really suck. You know, like your co-packer burns your, burns a flavor, which they did last week. And this really sucks, <laughs> but I have to realize, you know what, we'll work through it. Nobody got, you know, <laughs> like everyone's still alive. Like, you know, it's going to be okay. Well, and you, as you become a more seasoned entrepreneur, you solve for those challenges. That's what insurance is for. And the contracts have to be appropriately addressed so that if it isn't something that's on your side, you know, the co-packer ends up paying for that, or there's some sort of balance mechanism to solve for those challenges that are absolutely inevitable. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to elevate your brand, but not quite ready to sign up with an agency? We're not mad about it. In fact, we think it's a really smart marketing move to make sure that you're ready before you spend those big marketing dollars. And since we're such a solutions-oriented team, of course, we came up with a solution for you. We created a nine-course educational webinar series that will kickstart your marketing strategy. This series was made for startups and small businesses who want to implement strong branding and establish smart marketing strategies from social media to search and beyond. Sign up today, take our free course to test us out, and elevate your brand in 2022. All right, chatting with my friend Laurel Early, who's the co-founder and CEO of Daily Crunch Snacks. You call yourself CEO, but you have a different name for it. You call yourself... I am the Crunch Executive Officer. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, I love a marketing moment like that. It makes me yes. so happy. Um, and let's shift and focus to marketing. Tell us how you came up with the name and uh, what's been working for you in that space. Yeah, well, it is so hard coming up with a name in general. And then you find out you have a name. You go onto the trademarking website and you find out it's taken. It's taken by some person in New Zealand who trademarked it and maybe never used it, but you can't use it. (laughs) So we probably went through like a hundred different name options and so many of them were taken. And then we said, you know what? Like, I, I know this seems so simple, but look, Almonds sometimes get a bad rap where people are like, oh, it has high fat and this and that. But the truth is, is that the FDA says that people should have one serving worth, uh, one ounce worth at least per day of almonds into their diet. And our whole thing is bringing um, our sprouted snacks back into people's daily routines because it, it is a really great healthy snack and it tastes you know, it tastes good. It makes you feel good because it, you know, it's clean ingredients, real flavors. Um, so that name kind of resonated with us. Um, Daily Crunch. I mean, it makes so much sense. I love that you brought up the legal side of it because I am a lawyer as well. Uh, I just had needed all of the letters apparently after my name, (laughs) but we do a lot of branding work as you know, and it is so frustrating when you keep coming up with these great names and then you look and they're not available. The worst though, we've had clients that have come to us and they have done a lot of branding work and not checked on the USPTO to see if the name availability is there. And then we have to go back and redo it all. So um, word to the wise tip to those who are in startup land, 
please check and make sure your names are available. <laughs> there is nothing worse than having to spend that extra 10, 20, 30 K um, to rebrand that early when you're so cash poor, you know, early days of launching a brand. Yeah. hundred percent. And then what has been the best marketing channel for you all? Has social been a big channel? Um, influencer, tell, tell us a little bit about what's been working for you. Yeah. I mean, Laurel, like so much is changing so fast. So before I was an entrepreneur, I worked on the Unilever business on brands like the Dove Campaign for Real Beauty, Hellman's. And I remember when I was first on the Unilever business, uh, you know, not that long ago, maybe it was like 15 years ago. And, you know, print was still spending more than online. Mm. And then, you know, you see, then all of a sudden on, you know, digital is, you know, outpacing spend for print. And then all of a sudden television and digital are now these blurred, blurred lines. And I think, um, look, I think for being an entrepreneur, we have to do things that have never been done before within social, with influencers, because, um, A, we have the opportunity to do that. And B, um, before these Unilever and Mondelezes of the world do it, then we can't afford to do it. So I think we need to take risks in those fields with social and influencers. And we're trying to, to change that. I think we've been really, um, what's the word? Like just um, taking it a little bit too easy with social. And now we're trying to do more reels, but we, we you know, we also don't want to bite off more than we can chew. And just now are we starting to go into the TikTok territory? And just now are we trying to work with influencers a smarter way? Mm. Um, I do have to say that sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as sending your products with a nice handwritten letter to an influencer. And that can make all the difference. And, you know, we did that with um, Hungry Girl. I sent my... Uh, snacks to her and wrote a handwritten note. And then all of a sudden I woke up on a Monday morning and my teammate texted me. It must've been like 7am. She's like, Oh my God, I don't know what happened, but we're completely sold out on Amazon. And for the life wow. of us, we cannot figure out what happened. And it started at like 3am in the morning. Well, hungry girl loved our product so much that I sent her that she put us out on her newsletter to over 1 million people saying, it put us on at the top three fine must have fines that week. And she put wow. us first. Wow. And the link, the link was to Amazon. Story. Yeah, yeah. That's so great. So, I really believe in influencer. And in fact, you know, people are calling it the creator economy more now than even influencer. I think that influencers don't like that word anymore. They want to be considered content creators, which they truly are. Yeah, and I yeah. do think that that more organic approach is what resonates with you know, daily users like you and I who don't necessarily want to see something super polished and high production value, want to see what real people are doing with real products in real time. So I think that we're only going to see that category grow. Um, but that's exciting yeah. that you're leaning into that. And I love that story because really it, it's amazing how one person can still change the game for a brand. Yeah. And it just started a great relationship for us with Hungry Girl. So she's coming out with a book. Um, and we're partnering her with her on that. And it just, you know, I think it's important to also kind of go deep on some of these relationships when you find the right mm -hmm. fit for someone that works um, mm -hmm. to do multiple partnerships with them. 
I think that's a, such a smart lesson uh, and takeaway is like when you see something that works, like double down, figure out how you can yeah. spend a little bit of money working with that person to create a more long-term partnership instead of that one-off like uh, transactional experience. So I think that's a really smart takeaway and approach to the brand. Um, in the last few minutes that we have left, I always like to flip the script and talk a little bit more about you as a human, like the human element yeah. here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, please. <laughs> so let's do it. We call it just a quick fire. So answer top of mind, whatever comes up. What is your, what is the one thing you could not live without during the pandemic and you can't say your own product? My dog. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you on that one. I have two myself and I'm obsessed with them. Maybe more so sometimes than my husband, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke that my dog is the only family, family member who actually listens to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, what is your go-to vice of choice? Are you a sweets person, a cocktail person? Oh my gosh. I am a sweets person. I, you know, at the end of the day, I just, I love pizza <laughs> mm. and um, I, I love some good carbs. Okay. I love a good carb. Myself. I also just got, I just got back from Sicily. So I'm just very much in that pizza pasta mindset right now. Totally fair. But somehow when you go there, you don't really gain weight because the, the ingredients are so pure and you're walking yeah. so much. So it's a, it's a great push pull. Um, what is your go-to cocktail of choice if you drink? Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, I'm not like a big drinker. Um, so I, you know, I just kind of, <laughs> I love like a good, it's the summer. Like I, I, I like a good rosé or craft beer. I'm not like a big cocktail person. I also just love a nice cold sake. Mm, I'm feeling that. Um, and last question is, what is your favorite word and why? And this could have, be something that's had meaning to you over time or something that just pops into your head for this conversation. Um, my favorite word and why? Um, I, I'm, tr this is a really tough one. Like, I don't know why <laughs> this is, this, the word bonjour, keeps on, bonjour oh. keeps on popping in my head. I also took the flight back, Air France back from, through Paris last week, but it's just such a beautiful, inviting word, bonjour. And I feel like it's such an international fancy word for saying hello. Um, yes, very but um, there's that, that kind of word resonates with me right now. <laughs> I think you're the first person to ever use an international word. So that's great. Oh. Um, I love that. Uh, in the last minute or so that we have left, um, share with people where they can find your awesome products. Yeah, so um, obviously Amazon, but we're also on GoPuffed, Boxed, and we just expanded into the CVS Health Hubs in their uh, fuel go, get up and fuel section. Um, so that's in like a lot of major cities around the country, but we have a store locator on our website. If you go to dailycrunchsnacks.com, we're in a lot. Uh, we're also in in all the Myers stores for those of you who live in the Midwest. Um, but a lot of the natural product independent stores you'll find us at, and you can find out those exact stores on our store locator. Fantastic. And of course, e-commerce on the website or on Amazon, if uh, you're a Prime member like me and you want something today or tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, thank you so, so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Um, thank you, Laurel. I'm a big fan of the product and I really appreciate everyone tuning in. Stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next.